0: Hey, Bible Y'all. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bible Y'all podcast for Saturday, February 10th. Happy Teddy Day, which is the fourth day of Valentine's week and is the day you fellas are supposed to give your girl a teddy bear as a symbol of your undying love. And that's teddy bears, fellas, not teddy lingerie. Get your mind right. And are y'all starting to notice a trend with these Valentine week holidays that they seem to be geared towards stuff the ladies like? I noticed there hadn't been a new Harley Davidson day or a national power tool day or a buy your man a bass boat day. Well, week ain't over yet. Maybe the calendar people will surprise us. The thing about this holiday is them little stuffed teddy bears is cute and all, but the story behind them is downright horrifying. See, in November, 1902, President Theodore Roosevelt my friends call me Teddy, was hunting with the governor of Mississippi in the bitty little town of Smeeds, which is barely a wide spot in the road between Vicksburg and Yazoo City. So them two and a whole ton of staff were trailing a bear with dogs. They caught up to it and somehow got it tied to a tree while they waited for Teddy to come shoot it. Except between the staff beating it with clubs and the dogs mauling it, by the time he showed up, it was in pretty bad shape and he refused to shoot it because it wouldn't be sporting but cause it was so injured he had one of the staff put it out of its misery by killing it with a knife. Anyway, somebody drew a cartoon to the whole thing which inspired somebody else to make a toy bear and here we are. I know, horrifying, right? As a lifelong hunter, trust me when I say there's only two reasons to kill anything. It's a threat or you're gonna eat it. Everything about that was wrong on so many levels. So fellas, if y'all do give your girl a teddy bear for Teddy Bear Day, probably don't bring up none of that. Our reading for today is Exodus 30, 11 through 31, 18, Matthew 26, 47 through 68, Psalm 32, 1 through 11, and Proverbs 8, 27 through 32. So if y'all are ready, and I know some of y'all more seasoned citizens might be tempted to make a crack about how that's the perfect gift to symbolize marriage, but don't, it's counterproductive. But before we get to the reading, let's me and the squad do a review of yesterday's study. Okay, so yesterday, on the 9th in the Old Testament, we read Exodus 29.1-30.10. And that starts out describing the process involving sacrifices and ritual washing to cleanse and hallow Aaron and his sons so they'll be fit for service in the temple. And they washed in something called a laver, which is like a giant brass bowl outside the holy place. And in Revelation, when they stand in the courtroom of God, they stand on what John describes as being like a sea of glass of which the laver is probably a foreshadow. You don't wash in the sea of glass, because if you made it that far, you're clean already. But anyway, they wash first, and then they can put on the uniform. And then they sacrifice the animals for sin offerings and peace offerings. They burn most of it, but some of it the priest gotta eat. And verse 35 says, Seven days shalt thou consecrate them. I don't think they did the same sacrifice every day. I think it was just the first day, but they weren't considered consecrated until after seven days. And verse 36 says they offered a bullock every day as a sin offering for the altar. Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar. So why would an inanimate object need atonement for sin? Because all of creation groans and travails under the sin curse. And all of creation is waiting for Jesus to return just like us. Remember we talked about this the other day. And then two lambs of the first year day by day continually. One in the morning and one in the evening. Plus some other stuff we read yesterday. And then God will come down and commune with Israel, only in that one inner room, because God and corruption do not mix. Corruption can't be where God is, and because we're corrupt, we have to die. But an innocent can take our place if he's not corrupt, so good luck finding that guy. That's why God himself had to come down and do it. Until then, innocent animals would have to do. But even rivers of blood from bulls and goats can only do so much. That's why we need Jesus. And in chapter 30, it describes the construction of a small altar to burn incense on, twice a day, perpetually, and one sacrifice on it per year on the Day of Atonement. It's wood overlaid with gold, and sounds really nice, but that's as far as we read.
1: So God is forming a sin consciousness in the Jews. And we need a sin consciousness before we can appreciate salvation from it. Sin brought death into the world. Everything that hurts and hates is because of sin.
0: And then in the New Testament, we read Matthew 26:14 through 46. And Jesus just got anointed for his burial. So it's time to get this ball rolling. So Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests and is like, what do you give me to set Jesus up for you? And they're like, how about 30 pieces of silver? Because that's what Exodus says is the price of a slave. And that's how little regard we have for a Messiah that refuses to follow our rules and does miracles on Saturday. And Judas is like, deal. So Passover rolls around and Jesus arranges for a place to hold the dinner. And while they're eaten is when he tells them that it's going to be one of them who betrays him, one of the inner circle. And they're all like, who is it? And he says, this guy who dips his biscuit in the gravy with me. And Judas is like, wait, that's me. How do you know? And he said, master, is it I? He said unto him, thou hast said, which is basically you said it, bro. And Jesus does this communion ritual where he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And the word translated is, can also be defined as I am. And I don't know what that means, but it's got to be something. And he does the same thing with the wine, which he says is his blood. And the idea is for them to take him into their very heart and soul, and be nourished by his word and spirit. Kind of like sin permeates everything, he wants them to let his spirit permeate them, and push out the sin nature. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. But Peter's like, Nuh-uh, you're wrong, Jesus. If you're dying, I'm dying with you. So shut up, Peter. No, you're not. But Jesus is more patient than I would have been and says, Dude, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny three times that you even know me. And the phrase, the cock crow, meant a literal chicken, but it also figuratively meant the hour of 3 a.m. And the commentaries argue over which one of these it actually was. I suspect it was probably both, because in the mouth of two witnesses and all. So they go to Gethsemane, which was a garden somewhere near the foot of the Mount of Olives, where they had a big olive press, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and asked them to stay with him while he prayed, because he knows what's about to happen. He's about to be tortured to death in probably the worst possible way humanity can conceive of. Google what happens to you during a crucifixion. It's horrifying, and he was going to be scourged first. And a lot of people died from that. And he don't want to do it. And he asked the Father to let him out of it if there's any way possible he can be let out of it. But there ain't. And he's willing to do it if it's the will of God. Which it is. Of course, people being what we are, the disciples fell asleep on him. They couldn't even watch for an hour. So he wakes them up and goes back to praying. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And it doesn't say he woke them up again, but he goes back to praying And then he comes to him one more time and says, don't worry about getting up. Judas is here with his Sanhedrin buddies to get me. And that's as far as we read.
1: I think Jesus's prayer in the garden is for us. I think he's showing us it's still good to struggle with God.
0: And in Psalms, we read Psalm 31, 19 through 24. And this is the last part of this Psalm, and it's mostly praise. Says stuff like, oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee. And that's another one of those divine contradictions that I find so interesting, that those who fear God are not afraid of him at all, but those who don't are terrified of him. And then verse 24 kind of sums up the whole passage, says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord.
1: Cain may not have feared God enough to listen to him, and he killed his brother Abel, but Cain knew without God he was a dead man.
0: And then in Proverbs, we read Proverbs eight fourteen through 26 And this is the woman that is wisdom talking herself up. She says, I am understanding. I have strength. Everybody who is somebody got that way by listening to me. She says, the only thing that was here before me was God. And because God is wise, that means it was with me that he created the universe. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. And when John says, in the beginning was the word, this is what he means. Because what are words but a means to convey information? And when he says the word became flesh and dwelt among us, he's equating wisdom with God. So I'm wondering why it's portrayed as female here. My understanding is that the Holy Spirit is sometimes portrayed as female. So maybe the interpretation is that wisdom is the Holy Spirit, which would make sense.
1: I see it as women as influencers. Eve foolishly influenced Adam. And if we don't love wisdom, if we don't love truth, we will be tricked by folly.
0: But that's the end of our review of yesterday's study. Thanks for your help, babe. Our reading in the Old Testament for February 10th is Exodus thirty eleven through thirty one eighteen. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When thou takest the sum of the children of Israel after their number, then shall they give every man a ransom for his soul unto the Lord when thou numberest them, that there be no plague among them, when thou numberest them. This they shall give, every one that passeth among them that are numbered, half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is twenty geras, and half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Every one that passeth among them that are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when they give an offering unto the Lord, to make an atonement for your souls. And thou shalt take the atonement money of the children of Israel, and shalt appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, that it may be a memorial unto the children of Israel before the Lord, to make an atonement for your souls. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt also make a laver of brass, and his foot also of brass to wash withal. And thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, And thou shalt put water therein, for Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water that they die not, or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn offering made by fire unto the Lord. So they shall wash their hands and their feet that they die not, and it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices, of pure myrrh five hundred shekels, and of sweet cinnamon half so much, even two hundred and fifty shekels, and of sweet calamus two hundred and fifty shekels, and of cassia five hundred shekels, after the shekel of the sanctuary, and of oil olive and hen, and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary, it shall be an holy anointing oil." And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all his vessels, and the candlestick and his vessels, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all his vessels, and the laver and his foot. And thou shalt sanctify them, that they may be most holy. Whatsoever toucheth them shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be an holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations. Upon man's flesh shall it not be poured. Neither shall ye make any other like it after the composition of it. It is holy, and it shall be holy unto you. Whosoever compoundeth any like it, or whosoever putteth any of it upon a stranger, shall even be cut off from his people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take unto thee sweet spices, Stactae, and Annika, and Galbanum. These sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be a like weight. And thou shalt make it a perfume, a confection after the art of the apothecary, tempered together pure and holy. And thou shalt beat some of it very small, and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation, where I will meet with thee. It shall be unto you most holy. And as for the perfume which thou shalt make, ye shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof. It shall be unto thee holy for the Lord. Whosoever shall make like unto that, to smell thereto, shall even be cut off from his people. Chapter 31. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezaliel the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass, and in cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship, and I, behold, I have given with him a Aholiab, the son of Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee, the tabernacle of the congregation, and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is thereupon, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, and the table and his furniture, and the pure candlestick with all his furniture, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering with all his furniture, and the laver and his foot, and the cloths of service, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil, and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded thee shall they do. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak thou also unto the children of Israel, saying, Verily my sabbaths ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you, Ye shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Every one that defileth it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days may work and be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations, for a perpetual covenant." It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. And our reading in the New Testament for February 10th is Matthew 26:47 through 68 And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus, and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they, and laid hands on Jesus, and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand, and drew his sword, and struck a servant of the high priest, and smote off his ear. Then Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace, and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus saith unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? They answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face, and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? And our reading in Psalms for February 10th is Psalm 32, 1-11. A Psalm of David, Maskell Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Selah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse, or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. And our reading in Proverbs, February 10th, is Proverbs eight twenty seven 27-32. When He prepared the heavens, I was there. When He set a compass upon the face of the depth. When He established the clouds above. When He strengthened the fountains of the deep. When He gave to the sea His decree that the waters should not pass His commandment. When He appointed the foundations of the earth. Then I was by Him, as one brought up with Him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. And that'll do it for the 10th. Okay, y'all, let's do our 30-second meditation. Today's prayer is about Luke fifteen seven, which says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So hit the 30 second back button on your podcast player a few times and meditate with me for a little while on what it was that Jesus came here to do in the first place. Cause prayer is the heavy artillery in the armor of God. So if you're ready, let's go. Father God, when the religious of Jesus's day complained that he was spending too much time with sinners, Jesus illustrated his plan by a parable in which a shepherd leaves his 99 safe and secure sheep to chase the one that lost its way. Your word also says that as we were once as lost as that sheep, how great was the celebration in heaven once we were brought home. Lord, thank you for protecting us from the religious spirit that sees no need for repentance and will not be celebrated in heaven. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay, that's all the Bible y'all and I got for you tonight. Thank you, Father, for letting us study your word and for the gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. Please bless and keep everybody listening and let this podcast be helpful to them. Amen. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google CastBox, and Facebook. If you like what we're doing and you want to support it, what I really need is for y'all to pray for me and Bible Y'all Squall and all our friends and family. And if you got any prayer requests, email them to Bible Podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, just go on out and try to make the world a better place. And if you can't make things any better, just don't make them any worse. Thanks everybody, and God bless y'all. Hey, Bible y'all And thou shalt make it an oil of holy and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment. An ointment compound, that is unbelievably hard to say. And thou shalt make it an holy, no.